0: You shouldn't have come here.
1: This is our war, not yours. Three hundred thousand dead and counting. That's not a war, Mr. Hito. It's
2: genocide.
1: These people—they have no food.
2: We can either help, or we can sit back and watch a country destroy itself on CNN.
1: Rangers, deltas, today we go. Name: Blackburn. Date of birth: two twenty-seven seventy-five.
0: That was during the fight. You joined the fight, Sergeant. Guy was trying to make a difference.
1: So guess what? You're going out today. What?
0: It's what you wanted, isn't it? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Just remember when everybody else is shooting, shooting the same direction.
2: You ever shot at anybody before?
1: No, Sergeant. Me neither. Once that first bullet goes past your head. Politics go right out the window. Hey, baby, it's me. Are you there? Pick up if you're there. I love you, baby. R T G. Hold on. Six down. Got a black down. Black hawk down. My men are surrounded by thousands of Somali militia. I need help now. Where's the rescue squad? We're in. I can't do it. It's what you do right now that
0: makes a difference.
1: People ask me, why do you do it, man? They want not understand. It's about the men next to you. Don't let that man crawl. Somebody help that man. That's all it is. No one gets left behind. You know that.
2: welcome back to another episode of the blockbuster hall of fame today we're talking about black hawk down from 2002 i believe yorton correct me am i right or am i wrong uh what, what date uh, i said 2002 but i'm not sure if it's 2001 doesn't matter yeah early 2000s um This movie stars Mr. Fantastic, Jamie Lannister, the kid from The Faculty, Obi-Wan, Legolas, the Hulk, Lucius Malfoy, Ari Gold, the angry astronaut from Armageddon, Tom Sizemore playing Tom Sizemore, Val Kilmer's less good-looking clone, Venom, and the dad from Modern Family, and here's a reference to only ER superfans will understand, Carol's boyfriend Shep from season two. This movie (laughs) is loaded with just actors you know. Jared... (laughs) <laughs> Who are you most surprised to see in this movie?
1: Um, Actually, most surprised? Most surprised. Like, holy really... shit, they're in this movie? Well, I mean, like Ewan McGregor, because he just is not the type of actor that fits in this movie. So he, I was most surprised by him mm-hmm. in this movie. So I, I, I don't know. I know that's like, but if I'm going with the actors, like, holy shit, they're in here. Uh, Nicolaj, coaster, Waldo. Yes. He is, um, uh, from game of Thrones. And so I'm somewhat of a game of Thrones fan. So that, I think that's the one that was just like, Oh shit, he's here. But, um, to uh, answer your question, honestly, it was you and McGregor because it was like, you don't fit in with these other guys. <laughs>
0: I will add in though, because it is really interesting. You don't fit in. That's sort of his character in the movie, because he's sort of like the desk jockey uh, for most of his career, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you, you, are you guys getting like feedback? I'm yeah, getting, a little like, bit of feedback, feedback but it's yeah. all right. We'll figure it out. Okay, but yeah. I think that's what made Ewan McGregor such a good choice with that because he plays Grimes, who's mainly just his whole army career has been behind a desk. And so then he's like, oh, I'm going to have to work with the regular uh, operational ranger guys. So, yeah, Uh, the point that you brought that up, I thought it, it really helped with his character.
2: I think, to Jared's point, it doesn't work. He doesn't fit because of what we know about Ewan McGregor now. But I feel like back then it's like, oh, this guy's a good actor, it works in this role, but now he's just Obi-Wan, you know? <laughs> and so it's weird seeing Obi-Wan in this movie, man. But he was right. Watching Jamie Lannister pop up in this movie, I was like, I knew this movie had a lot of people. In a million years, I never would have guessed he would be in this movie. Like, I didn't even think he was acting at that point. And it, it's just crazy. Um The dad from Modern Family, I don't know names, y'all. Um he was in here too. I was like, man, he popped up too. Ari Gold. He's in everything we watch. He's in everything. Um he was in it. I mean, it's just weird. It's like everyone said Ridley Scott's making a war movie. All right, I'll take the minimum. Just put me in that movie. It's kind of what it felt like. Jordan out of the 100 million times that you've seen this movie, this time watching it, who did anyone pop out as like they're in this movie? Like you you just didn't it didn't uh. click.
0: Not, not for me, just because I've seen this movie so many times that no one surprised me this time. I think, though, re-watching it, I forgot how much I love the soundtrack to this movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It has so, especially that opening music to it. Uh, Hans Zimmerman, he, he can just make different styles of music just work. And I just love the soundtrack at the beginning of this movie. I think that was the biggest takeaway when I was re-watching it. You just
2: made me think of this, and Jared, I'll let you comment on this 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 remark I'm about to make real quick, is that this whole movie is full of people doing stuff that you don't know, or that they're not known for doing. Ridley Scott's known for Alien and Blade Runner, and here he is making a war movie. Um, Ewan McGregor and all these actors don't make these kind of movies for the most part, except for Tom Sizemore. He's just Tom Sizemore and everything, but like... <laughs> All these actors. Oh, yeah.
1: Him and William Fickner, they're like in every, like, Yeah. I feel like in every movie William Fickner is in, he's like a sergeant or a lieutenant, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're you're just in here.
2: But, like, Ridley Scott doesn't make these kind of movies. A lot of these actors aren't in these kind of movies, and Hans Zimmer's scoring a war movie, which he doesn't typically do, so it's just weird watching everyone just kind of like doing something new and shooting their shot. Jared, um, let me think, um, who was your favorite performance in this movie?
1: Oh, um, favorite. I, I mean, I, it's tough because I mean, like we have Josh Hartnett staring right at us Mm -hmm. as like the lead actor in the movie, but I mean, I love Ewan McGregor. And I just thought like Jordan, you said, like he was playing like a death jockey and I think he did really well in his role. Um, and and it was kind of hard to like keep up outside of all the chaos, but it's just like every time he popped up on screen, I'm just like, okay, I'm listening. He's got
0: that smile, that little smirk, whatever he has his lines and everything, just make makes him just such a likable guy in the movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, and sometimes like, you, like it's easy to get lost in the chaos of this movie, but just like every time he appears, it's just like, oh, okay, well, let me listen because of the because of the person who he is and then the way he like delivers his lines and mm-hmm. uh, as a part of the character so i think it's really good
2: he uh totally unrelated he gets like he's like way better looking now as like a 50 year old man than he was in his 20s <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
1: that is true how does yeah. he do that
2: um let's talk about Ridley Scott real quick this guy is either hit or miss and when he's hit it's like grand slam home runs and when he misses it's like you were the chosen one and you let me down. <laughs> it's it's all over the map. Yorton, we kinda of talked about this last week, I guess. Um do do, do we want to do a Mount Rushmore? A Ridley Scott film?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um mine's pretty obvious, so I'll let you guys go. Uh Yorton, since this is your movie, man, let's talk about Ridley Scott. What are your four favorite movies from him?
0: I would definitely have this one up here, uh, Gladiator. I would have uh, the Martian, and what was you the other? If you don't put Alien on this list, I was going to put answer. Aliens. I was saving Aliens for last. <laughs> what?
2: That's three already.
0: Well, no, that's four. Because I have uh, yeah. Gladiator.
2: Mount Rushmore is only four. Oh
0: yeah, right. Okay, I'm good then. Yeah. I
2: just—that's why I was like, you mother. It's <laughs> right. It's your list, Jared. What, what do you got, man?
1: Uh, This is tough for me because he has some good movies. Um, I'll I'll start out with honorable mentions that aren't going to make the cut.
2: Okay.
1: Um, The Counselor, I think that's a deep cut. A lot of people, like, it was kind of hit or miss for some people because of the cast that it had.
2: Is that Um, the, uh...
1: Yeah, that's written by Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, so a lot of people had, like, high expectations because of the cast and the Cormac McCarthy... uh, book you know so like i'm like oh it's carl mccarthy so it's got to be as good as no country for old men it wasn't <laughs> but for me it's a deep cut and then i gotta say the martian is another honorable mention mm-hmm. loved it um but just not gonna make it the mount Rushmore because this guy's got some heaters so mount rochemore here we go uh alien and that's yes. it all right um got a One face, man. I'm joking. I'm joking.
2: I I didn't know if it was. Is that your first one? Or are you like... Uh,
1: (laughs) I mean, Alien. Alien is just good enough on its own. It's the entire Mount Rushmore.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Jared is speaking my language.
1: So, no. We got Alien. Obviously, Gladiator. American Gangster. And the last one was tough for me. The last one was really tough. But I had to go with Blade Runner. Oh, man. Our list is going. I know I'm
0: the similar. odd man out here. Like I don't understand why I don't like Blade Runner and I should like it, but I just don't. I <laughs> think oh, and is-
1: I'm super excited to watch House of Gucci, which is coming out this year, as well.
0: I I'm
2: excited for Yorton to be forced to watch Blade Runner and like analyze it on a podcast because I think when he sits <laughs> his way through it, he'll be like, "Oh man, yeah, you're right." Um, House of Gucci I know nothing about, but I am on his IMDb and I see Gladiator Two announced, and I'm thinking, huh.
0: Yeah, they've talked about that for a while. I, I don't know any more details other than they, it's been bouncing around for a little while. So he... uh,
2: he, I'm looking at his IMDb, and he has... He did Robin Hood, right? Remember in 2010? Mm. And I've never seen that movie, and I refuse to because of the story behind it, how it, the script just changed. And it was, wasn't even supposed to be about Robin Hood. It was, it was supposed to be about... um, What's his name? um, The Sheriff of Nottingham. What's his name? I don't know. One of the bad guys. Just like... Trying to be like be a detective and trying to figure out who is who is this person stealing from the wealthy, and it was like this whole kind of like detective like he's trying to pick up clues. I thought it was a pretty cool. Wow, they it.
0: completely changed the movie from that. Original yeah, it just idea went to then. a straight
2: up Robin Hood movie. Um, okay. Oh man, so obviously Alien, Blade Runner, like that's one, two, three, and four, and five, and six. Um, those two, I want to go wow. with gladiator just because it's the ultimate guy movie you can watch it over and over again and it actually is deeper than a guy movie um i will say prometheus if it wasn't connected to, to the alien universe is a really good movie um i need to watch kingdom of heaven i don't know what my fourth one is um i feel like i'm under the pressure here um um jared what were yours
1: I had American Gangster,
2: Alien, Blade Runner, Gladiator. I haven't seen American Gangster, so it's, I want to say, I want to say this movie. Well, it's not my favorite. I think it's one of his best movies. This movie. Oh, um,
1: oh, dude, you gotta watch American Gangster. Well, it's
2: it's such a good movie. movie. It's on my list now. I'm gonna add it to my list. Um, it's such a good movie. I feel like the with Ridley Scott, it's like when he has a good script, he can make something just utterly amazing out of it. But the problem is I don't think he fights hard enough for good scripts. I think he just trusts writers too much, and sometimes it leads him to have some bad scripts. I don't know. How do you explain his misses, Yorton?
0: I don't know. It's hard to say. I Just something in the process where it just doesn't quite connect. Because I feel like a lot of his misses were like, you could see, like Robin Hood, you're brought up. I like Robin Hood, but at the same time, it's like, I I feel like this could have been such a much better movie and it's just something in there doesn't click. And I feel like that's where Mm -hmm. a lot of his movies where it's like just a bit disappointing is the fact that they just didn't have the the magic that he sometimes or a lot of times brings with his movies. And
1: that's exactly the way that what you just described. That's how I feel about The Counselor. A lot of people say, no, it's just outright bad movie. But it's like no it's right there but it's just missing that 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 one thing that Ridley Scott always brings to his movies
2: yeah i remember i haven't seen that movie but i just want to bring up that one scene where Brad Pitt gets choked out um that guy like walks by him and puts on like a necklace that just slowly tightens around his neck oh yeah that is amazing. That's just an amazing scene. I haven't seen. That's the only scene I've seen from that movie, and I'm like, this is amazing. That should just be the trailer.
0: Um, I, I would like for you guys to go on with what we're saying is Kingdom of Heaven's an excellent example because a, a lot of people didn't like Kingdom of Heaven, but then they re-released it with the director's cut, mm-hmm. and for some reason, like a lot of the reviewers that originally didn't like Kingdom of Heaven, really liked the director's cut.
2: That's what I've heard. I need to watch the director's cut. I watched that movie in high school, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. But uh, I feel like I was too young. And watching it now, director's cut, I hear
0: good things. i got to check it out.
2: Yeah, Um, But
0: just to go with the point of, like, just sometimes his movies are missing the magic. And I guess with the director's cut, it just brought in the magic that just makes his movies so good when they're on fire. So let's move on
2: to Josh Hartnett real quick. I feel like... We, uh, do you guys remember when we were we were watching uh, Almost Famous and we talked about Billy Crudup and I was just like that dude has the looks and the acting chops he just didn't want to be a star, and I feel the same way about Josh Hartnett like this dude looks like a movie star can act like a movie star but I just, I just don't think he wanted it I think he just wanted to be an actor in movies that he wanted to do I don't think he wanted to go the route and be in big blockbusters that he didn't really believe in just to be a movie star. I don't know. It's like he just, he kind of pushed back against it or something.
0: I feel like he fell into a lot of like the the bad romantic comedies and I think that just hurt his career. I don't think he was in romantic comedies, um, was he?
1: No, no, no. He um, even like self-admitted, like he was just like, I mean, being a movie star is not, like being famous that's just not for me. That's not what I want. Like that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. So he intentionally really? chose. Yeah, no, he said that himself. Um, you can look it up; uh, it's on the interwebs. But I think I remember reading he... that. Yeah, yeah, he was just like, I... "Hey, man, if I want to be in a movie, I'll be in a movie." But like, I don't want to be like an A-list star. I don't want that life. Yeah,
0: because like movie, this movie in particular, and. Um sin city i really like him in both of these movies i feel like no go ahead sorry i thought you were done i I, that's just pretty much what i was going to say it's like he he can he can be a really good actor but i guess that goes to the point where you were saying before where it's just like he doesn't have that's not what his life goal is to be a really good actor
2: i think maybe after pearl harbor he was just like all right I'm just gonna work with people I really want to work with, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take these movies anymore, you know, because um, that movie was yeah, such a disaster.
1: I mean, if you like look over his filmography up until like 2007, then he just kind of like just picks and chooses whatever he does, not based on like, hey, I'm the you know, A-list superstar because, like, 30 Days of Night, he was a top, or he was a lead actor. Mm-hmm. You know, right before that, the year before that, was Lucky number 11, The Black Dahlia, Sin City was in 2005. Wicker Park was in 2004, 40 Days and Nights. Love that movie. 40 Ooh. Days and 40 Nights. Love that movie. So, no, like, I mean, like, if you look at his filmography, you're like, oh, dude, you're like A-list, A-list, A-list. And then right after 2007, it's like, well, what are these movies? <laughs> and it's just like, when, then when you hear that quote, you're just like, oh, well, that makes sense. He's just like, nah, I'm done being the leading guy. I'm done playing in these big budget movies. I'm just going to go home to my wife and kids.
2: He's like Dexter. He just wanted to disappear for a bit. And then he came back with Penny Dreadful. <laughs> and now he's back on the map a little bit. He said, I'm reading his IMDb and he's, he's in an untitled Guy Ritchie film in 2022. That has me excited. Um, okay. Where am I at here? Oh, okay. Which character journey was your favorite in this movie? Your, <clears throat> I know you've seen this movie like 20
0: times. Which, like, for uh, Go ahead. For me, it's Josh Hartman. Just uh, Hartnett. Hartnett. Just because I personally, like, I see a lot in it where... He, the the young NCO just like thrown in and like oh all of a sudden I have to be in charge of all these guys in the middle of a of one of the biggest fights and everything it's mm-hmm. just like there's a lot of things that hit home with Josh Hartnett's uh, character so that I his ba- his personally. character is
2: basically like just a young guy but he's kind of like people look up to him and kind of yeah. listen to him and he, and then he's in charge of this group and they just have to hunker down in this building all wounded and shit waiting for a rescue pretty much right
0: yeah uh, he he was pretty much primarily if you he would have been a team lead with his rank mm-hmm. but due to the guy getting an injury they moved him up to a squad lead so now he has that whole what they uh, the rangers call a chalk about 15 guys that he he needs to make sure to get back home safely and everything make sure they get their job done Jared before and you answer is- i just had a thought when Yorton was talking And
2: he made me think about it, but like this young look, this young guy in charge, just his Josh Hartnett's face looks like he's destined to be a Captain America type dude. Like he looks (laughs) like he should have been in a Marvel movie, you know, as like just a charismatic leader. Um, I don't know. Am I wrong there? (laughs) I just thought. No, I see it. Like, like I said, like, he looks like Chris Evans before Chris Evans.
1: between like, yeah, you're, I mean, you're completely right. I think this guy had the whole world at his hands and he was just said, no, um, no, he didn't want I don't it. Want, I don't uh, like want, he didn't don't want, want it. So no, he definitely could have been a Marvel superstar right now, but he just didn't want that. No, and he like, he would have made a mistake. I, I am uh, selfishly upset because I think he's a good actor. I like everything I see, man. I was like, Hey, you're. I think you're pretty good, and you're really handsome. So it's kind of like, um, Chris Evans. Like essentially, just like Chris Evans. Yeah. I think Chris Evans is a great actor, and he's like devil dev, devilishly handsome. Sorry, I'm ruining words today, but no, I just think he's handsome and a good actor, and it's just like, ah, no, nah, I leave that up to the other guys. But that leads us to Chris Evans. So thank you, Josh. <laughs> um josh
2: hartnett would have been a great bucky just throwing that out there if he was (laughs) younger hey um which which character journey was your favorite jared
1: uh josh hartnett especially because um he's like more of my mindset it's just like well you know what is this for should we be doing things that are better we need to be here for people things like that and so like that's my nature i just i felt like Josh Hartnett is me. If I would go on a war, and I would just question everything, mm-hmm.
2: really, because my favorite—I had the most fun with. Now I don't know the guy's name. He's in Train Spotting. He's the weird-looking dude who like goes deaf by the gun being shot, blasted next to his ear, and um, Tom Hardy. Them two just kind of like hanging back on the streets and going. I don't think they're coming. The two
0: sixty gunners, yeah. I think right. we got to
2: go after them and just following them and their journey, meeting up with random people on the way, and just their interactions and all that stuff was that was my favorite to me, just because it was the most fun in a movie that is not fun at all. So that was my choice. Hey, Yorton, did you know this movie was nominated for two Oscar or four Oscars, and it won two of them?
0: What they okay. won, winning.
2: So what do you think? This would be fun. Have you all looked this up? Have you looked it up, Jared?
1: Oh, yeah. Of course I have.
2: Okay. Then let's let Yorton guess here. What do you think this movie deserved to be nominated for?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, best soundtrack and best audio. Because I feel like the audio of how the the whole war fighting's going on and everything was just spot on with the noises. Difference between like how a bullet snaps and cracks and everything like that.
2: Yes. it It, it won for sound. And I I list I watch this movie in surround sound and I agree with it. So there we go. <laughs> it won for sound. What else do you think it won for?
0: Uh, that's what I was saying. Also, best soundtrack. Just because I love the oh. soundtracks.
2: Was not nominated for for soundtrack. That would be an Oscar category. I know. No, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I just said that out loud. I need to edit that <laughs> I was out. Like what? Yeah, we are talking about Oscars. Um, uh, I think that's a Grammy category though. I don't know. That's what I meant to say.
0: That's an Oscar.
1: That's an Oscar category.
2: (laughs) All I know is Zach Braff won for Garden State. He won a Grammy for soundtrack.
0: Well, because it's the soundtrack, the actual music soundtrack, probably they have a Grammy for that too. But the Oscars definitely have best soundtrack. Or maybe it's called best score. Score. It's definitely score, but I don't think they
2: have a soundtrack section. I yeah, it's, it's best, still score. best score. So okay, so you're talking score, definitely okay. Yeah, um, okay. Um, so it was nominated for cinematography.
0: Oh yeah, I could see that.
1: There's...
2: I think obviously it was nominated for directing. It won for editing, which is actually really. You think about it. Think about all the characters that had to like balance in this movie and cutting back and forth between all the storylines, and you were still able to follow each storyline. Sure. It's kind of incredible if you think about that. That's nuts. Who won cinematography? Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring won cinematography. <laughs>
0: God. It's like, really? Good luck. That was yeah. the movie we had to go time. Yeah. Oh, man. If I was a cinematographer, it's like, really? That's like only the best cinematography movie <laughs> The
2: directors. Ron Howard <laughs> won for A Beautiful Mind. Um, yeah. I've never heard of Gosford Park in my life. Peter Jackson was nominated for Lord of the Rings, and David Lynch was nominated for Mulholland Drive. So it's a good year. Um,
1: Peter Jackson should have definitely won.
2: Yeah. I haven't fully seen A Beautiful Mind, but
1: I... Oh, it's a great movie. I just think Lord of the Rings Fellowship was the best of the three, but obviously they gave all the awards to the last one. Yeah. And so... I was like, I think this is the best of the series, so this should have won the awards.
2: I I just think like there's quite a few directors who could have done A Beautiful Mind and it would have been probably just as good, where I don't think many directors could have done Black Hawk Down or Lord of the Rings, you know? So, I'm with you there. Um, Okay. Jared, before we let Yorton just destroy us with his notes, we're going to do trivia early. I want you to go over your, no- your notes. Do you have any notes you want to go over for this movie?
1: Um, I just—it's chaos, and <laughs> just trying to keep up with everybody's name was just a moot point. I just there there were parts of the movie where, I, like, I enjoyed, it, but it was just kind of like exhausting. Mm-hmm. It felt like a well-did Michael Bay movie, <laughs> and in the sense where it's just like oh, there's a lot going on, but it was a little bit more cohesive and a less, like, like just, like, in your face, like, death, explosions, and, like, things going boom. And in this movie, it felt, like, natural in that, but it's just, like, it's still a bit, like, too much, and it's just, like, we're guys going into it. It's a war and action movie, but I think we've seen plenty of, like, war movies that have done this the right way, I wouldn't say plenty. Um definitely with Saving Private Orion is what I'm trying to get at. The first 20 and minutes for sure. They well, I mean, they just blended like action really well with like story and characters. Mm. And I felt like this movie kinda like didn't focus on the character, like they had like so many characters and it's just like you could have focused on them, but they didn't really do it that much where they would just default to like more violence. I don't know man maybe I'm just getting old and it's just I don't, I'm don't. i cool on this violence man but I will give this movie major kudos made me want to dig up my playstation and try and play um, <laughs> Call of Duty uh, 4 which is the best Call of Duty game made so I really do do like, like that but yeah oh man I just for all that it's worth I enjoyed it but it's just I'm definitely not gonna not not, not going to (laughs) revisit. So, I got a couple notes here in response to that.
2: One, could you imagine if Michael Bay directed this movie? There'd be a lot more hero shots. There'd be a girl in scant clothing somewhere in this movie. You know? Like, it would just be a different movie. They'd find a way to put a girl in clothing, like running out of a building, in like, a bikini. Um, a lot more hero shots. One thing I like about this movie is there weren't any hero shots. You know? It was just... Oh,
1: sorry. Sorry, okay. sorry to interrupt, Ray. There, you just reminded me of because when you're talking about like shots, I fucking hate when they put filters over the camera mm-hmm. to make it seem like more dark and gritty, dude. I don't know, no one fucking cares. Like, oh, we're in a third world country, we got to put this filter over it. And it's like, motherfucker, I know we're already in the third world country, you don't <laughs> put filter over it. I hate when Hollywood does that. But they're just like, oh, well, you know, we're in a location like here in some, you know, first world country. So we got to put a filter over it to make it seem like a third world country. It's like, you don't have to do that if you set the scene. Yeah. We get it. And like Hollywood does that. Like they still do that shit. Oh, hey, we're going to Mexico. Let me put like a brownish, yellowish tint over it to yeah. show that we're in Mexico. And it's like. Motherfucker, the sh- the sun shines the same in Mexico as it does in America like what are we doing here I wonder so, if this
2: was before fatigue of that filter craze kicked in though you know
1: I think this was around the time that it like gained its biggest popularity so like in this movie they're like oh no it's like really popular now because I want to say like oceans 11. Came out around this time as well. And Ocean's Eleven had a filter over that camera. Dude, you're in fucking Vegas. Mm-hmm. What? What's <laughs> the what reason with the filter? Um, Sorry,
2: go ahead, Ray. No, you're fine. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, uh, Michael Bay. Oh, number two. Um, you're right. This movie is exhausting. But it's like... Jordan. I'll say this. This is one of the best movies. Probably a top three movie that we've watched on this podcast. But if you're gonna sit down and watch this, like you need to schedule time out of your day, you need to have some bottle of water next to you, and you just need to like, because it's it's not something you just hop in and out. Like it 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 requires an investment of your time and your energy because it really like, and I think that's part of the job of the movie is to put you in that spot because you feel like you're getting shot at half the time. You know, like Ridley Scott does such a good job of just putting you in these shoes. Um, and I also feel like, man, as much as, as good as this movie was in my, in my little man cave, I feel like it's like interstellar. If you saw this in theater, you were blown away. You know, I feel like this is a perfect theater, like it's best experience in the theater on a big ass screen. Um, I, I do like that. It's a true story and he did his best to really honor everyone who was there and not ham it up for Hollywood. You know, it seemed real gritty and real. And I I appreciate that. Um, Yorton, anything you want to say before you, you drop some
0: trivia on us? Well, uh, I want to say is like, I feel like both of you got the correct, uh, feelings for this movie. Because I feel like one of the things this movie definitely was trying to do. is just at the end, just make you feel exhausted and just tired. I was sweating. Yeah. Especially for me. Um, the uh, what they call the Mogadishu Mile—that last like two and a half mile run that the guys have to do at the very end, mm-hmm. after do- being in the middle of an eighteen-hour firefight to get to the stadium and to be for safety and everything—and that 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 that's something that I always in- just thought they did a great job. Of just feeling like, man, you get done with this movie, and you're just like, I feel like I've been through the ringer, and I that. It's hard to explain, and then just how someone should feel at the end because, yeah, they had to sum up a 18-hour uh, conflict in two and a half hours, and I felt like the movie did a really good job of getting that out. And even when you guys' responses both were for me uh, were sent out, was how you felt exhausted. I felt like the movie did its job with that. All right, uh,
2: hit, hit us with some trivia.
0: Okay. So i'll hit you with some um so the really cool thing about the the movie the helicopters that were being used and everything in the movie were actually flown by the 160th special uh operational aviation unit so the, that's the same unit that was in uh, the actual black hawk down oh wow okay and, so josh hartnett was actually flying the <laughs> no, they weren't actually flying the Blackhawk, But because of them having the 160th guys in there, they're some like the craziest, best helicopter pilots that the Army has. Mm-hmm. They were able to do like crazy stunts. So like both of the crashes, um, up until the part where you see them flip and everything, that's real helicopters going in and doing side motions and stuff like that. And then they would add in, right before it hit, CGI and everything for it.
2: Yeah, that's really cool that they they put those guys back to work. You know, they gave them an extra job to do. I like that a lot. What else, man?
0: Uh, the uh, the cast they all went through. Uh, all the Rangers went through Ranger school for about four weeks, and the guys who were on the special forces teams did like a two week camp, just learning the basics of like special forces mentality and like tools and trade and stuff like that. And at the end of the guys in the ranger school, um, the guys that were teaching the uh, the actors and everything, they left them all notes. Like, hey, man, I, I see trying, uh, you tried real hard to uh, uh, go through this class and everything. And I'm glad that you guys will sh- uh, show us respect in the movie and everything. And I, I wonder if that's what added into this movie where I felt like everyone in this movie I felt like was trying really hard to do their job and everything.
2: Yeah. Cool.
0: Uh, just an interesting side fact. Two of the Blackhawks in the movie were named Armageddon and uh, <laughs> Gladiator. And so Wrigley uh, Scott actually talked about since he produced both those movies was like, well, that's a good sign. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, they named it after one of the best movies ever made. so <laughs> We're good. Is that it? Uh, I think that's it for me. Yeah.
2: My favorite fact you brought up is I know you just we just talked about it, but I like the fact that I mean, with all war movies, I feel like they always have that story of they all went to like boot camp or whatever. But the fact that they actually brought on the people who were in the real life scenario to help fly the the helicopters is really cool. All right, let's go to best scene here. This is not the I mean I put this on here just so we could talk about it. Um I don't think it's the best scene, but I feel like we got to talk about it. It's a nominee, but it's not going to win. Orlando Bloom falling out of the helicopter. <laughs> what a surprise moment! That was like, oh, we just met him. He's 18 and he's gone. Like that was a, I don't know, Jared. What, what? Have you seen this before? Did you know that was coming?
1: Um. Honestly, I've seen it once before, and it was so long ago I forgot like the order of operations. Mm-hmm. Um what what scenes come where in the movie? And then when I saw Orlando Bloom, mom was like, That's one part I did remember. I was like, Oh yeah, I remember mm-hmm. he died shortly after he appears, and I'm like, oh. oh god, this is what starts it all. I
0: forgot. He doesn't die, they they uh get him out what? and everything, but he's knocked out of the movie. Though. That's one of the oh, questions yeah. I had. Oh, yeah. Was like, Did did he die? They don't really tell you. No, um well, no, but they do because uh his name is Blackburn and at the very end of the movie the uh, the sergeant um the main sergeant guy that uh, weird hartman uh was saying oh i just got done with him he he's woken up oh, because hartman. basically he got knocked out yeah he got knocked out for the whole fight and he's like what's going on everything's different now <laughs>
2: can you imagine
0: the worst 18 hours of everyone's life
2: and you wake up like hey what <laughs> happened y'all could you imagine um but that was such a good scene only in the sense that it really like set the tone, like oh, oh shit, our heroes die real quick in this movie, or we thought they were gonna die, whatever. Um, yeah. This scene, I mean, this movie is like six scenes, and every scene is like thirty minutes long. It's so it's it's hard to break it up. So I'll just say, the scene with Abdi in the car showing the Blackhawk, the location of the Warlord, that guy they had on the inside. I thought that was just really mm-hmm. tense when he's like. Um, I'm not going any further. I'm scared shitless. And they like force him to keep going. His car had the giant like plus sign on it. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm going to, I'm just going to go with my favorite moment was the only one that really made me laugh was don't shoot that gun in my ear again, okay? I'm already hard as hearing as it is. <laughs> and like two seconds later, he's like, move your head down. Like right in the guy's ear again. And I just thought it was funny. He was deaf for like the next hour of the movie. Um, I don't know. This movie's hard to break up. Just tell me your favorite scene, Jared.
1: Um the The final mile so when they finally get done with the fight then the u.n just like pulls off and like huh, you guys are on your own so then they have to like rush to the border to like the pakistan military and they're just like what the hell we just went through like the 20 hours of just pure hell and now like we have to sprint a mile just to be said no but no i did i did enjoy that because like You could just see on their face they're just like dude i don't care what i have to do what i have to go through i'm gonna get to the end and then one of the parts um when the lady picked up the ak he was like please don't do it please don't do it but he knew he was so close to being like Mm -hmm. safe he was like whatever i'm sorry just and then just cut her down right there and so i just loved that whole scene because they were like we're so close to the finish line we're just gonna do everything to get there
2: i forgot about that scene yeah it was real sad that and the scene where the kid like accidentally shoots his father. like That was pretty tragic. Oh, man. This movie's not a happy one.
0: Um, Jordan, what's your favorite mm-hmm. scene? I will say uh, those scenes, they, they're they pulled directly from uh, the accounts of the the guys that were actually there. And they're in the, uh, in the book Black Hawk Down that inspired the, for Wrigley Scott to make the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to do a, a call-out, though, with the, the Gordon and the Shugart uh, scene just because i mean those are the two delta force guys who by themselves were like saw the helicopter down and was like all right we need to help our guys and it's only me and you and then they go in and that that just that scene of them landing and it's just the two of them pop out and just run to it that's one of the big scenes i i feel like just one of the, the the main scene though i think i always enjoy though. Is with Brimes, and it's when uh that technical comes up, and he's he's just fed up with every all the fighting and everything. Like we need to get this over with. He runs out the middle of the gunfight and just uses his uh, grenade launcher to take out the technical, <laughs> Wait, and then it. Go ahead. Uh, and then the explosion happens next to him and it uh, throws all the mud and everything yeah. on top of him. <laughs> and you have the Delta Force guy run up to him. He's like, you all right, right, right? You just see him on the ground just like, what What just happened? <laughs> uh, was that Ewan like, uh, e. 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 McGregor's character? Yeah, that was Ewan okay. e. McGregor's. Earlier,
2: character. though, I think you were, were you talking about the Eric Bana character, his character and how they land and they just like try to rescue that pilot. Mm-hmm. Is that the, yeah, that was—he
0: was like a straight-up action hero in this movie. He was—he uh, was really good. Um, yeah, Th- those two guys that were in there—they—I don't know if you saw the end credits, but uh, they ended up getting the uh, posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor, and it's the first time since Vietnam War that anyone got the uh, Medal of Honor in the United States Army. And they like, since Vietnam, they kept going
2: back out too. That's what's crazy. Like, they were safe and they just kept going back out there. Um, let's go to best line here. It doesn't matter what I think. Once that first bullet goes past your head, politics and all that shit goes right out the window. That's the only nominee I have because I just think it's just. That's
0: what I was going to say. So, yeah. <laughs> Jared,
2: do you have a line that stuck out to you?
1: Nope. Going with that one.
2: Hey, so if our tone, listeners, is pretty not as high energy as maybe the last pot, it's because this movie's not it's not a happy go lucky time. It's a really great movie, but man, it's like it doesn't leave you feeling good about yourself or, or war or anything. It's just like, damn, that was I'm gonna go shower and hug my daughter. Um, yeah,
1: dude. It's it's a brutal movie, folks. Yeah it, it's it's gnarly. That's all I can put it. It's, it's brutal. It will leave you sad. It will leave you questioning everything. And um, y'all call me a sicko for loving hereditary so much. Um I'm calling Yordan yes, y'all did. Um, I'm calling Yorton a sicko for smiling. Uh, with Ray. Ray and I are just like, hey man, this movie's sad. It's intense. It's a lot. Kinda kind of just want to like clear my palate of it. And Jordan's just like grinning ear to ear. We're like what? I can watch this again right now. <laughs>
2: and we're like, let's go watch Elf and cleanse our mind. Um <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, <What's> I, <laughs> I'm gonna try to give Jordan some credit here. He uh he did serve. He went to you went to Afghanistan, right?
0: I went to Iraq. He went to Iraq, to okay. So
2: yeah. he saw some action. He and I feel like anytime Jordan like I remember after watching a Hurt Locker, you were just like, man, the sound of the bombs going
0: off is just like the, I was like, wow, I didn't, that's not even something I even noticed. (laughs) Well, yeah, the Hurt Locker, what I liked about the explosions with the Hurt Locker is the fact that typically in movies they use flame a lot. Yeah. In Fort Locker, it is just, you see the concuss and the dust and everything, and then they get the shrapnel flying in the air. But there's not much flame. And so that's really, truly how when you see explosives go off and
2: everything. And guys, this is Yorton right here. This is why he loves this movie, for the small details, (laughs) and it reminds him of uh, what real war is like, I guess, nowadays. Um, Okay, MVP of the movie. Oh, shit. Which one of the 20 people are you going to pick? Just... Ridley Scott, Josh Hartnett, Hans Zimmer, like, where are we going with here? Eric Bana? I'm... Eric Bana was awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I so I wanted to pick Eric Bana, but I got to go with Ridley Scott, man. With all these actors, um, with just this story he was trying to tell, trying to keep it cohesive. Uh, a lot of actors trying to just, like, build in, like, how intense it was to make it... Seem so realistic and just tie everything together with the Hans Zimmer score. now nah, I gotta go Ridley Scott for this one.
2: Yeah, I'm either going Ridley Scott or the editor of this movie, who I don't have the name of, but I'm just gonna go with Ridley
0: Scott. Yorton, who do you have? I, I've got Ridley Scott. I this movie was this crazily well directed, I feel like between everything for the sound, the editing, the music. The actors just bring it in their A game. I feel like with this movie, yeah, I have to give it to the director who put it all together.
2: It's crazy. He's like a pitcher, you know, and like his his go to pitch is a fastball, which is, I guess, the equivalent of a sci fi movie, right, with Blade Runner and Alien. Then he's like, I also have like this in my pocket, right, and I can do a war movie too. I could th- I could throw a curveball at you. It's crazy how he can just. I don't know. He's he's not pigeonholed. He he can just give him a good script, and he's he's gonna he's gonna hit a home run, man. He's awesome. Um, 6 man award. I mean, there's so many nominees here. Take your pick. I
0: mean, I don't care who y'all pick. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna with go you. with Eric Bana with this one with the 6 man, just because I I enjoyed his character quite a bit as uh as Hoot. Man, he kept and going back out nailing... there, He kept going yeah. back
2: out there, and it reminded me of that one character who was like. I don't know his, the actor's name, but he's just like they kept telling him, You could stay, like you don't have to go back and at the last minute he jumps on the Humvee to go back out there. You know? Uh, it's just funny seeing the two sides of it. Like, I don't want to go back out there, but I ha- I feel like I have to. And then Eric Bonner's like, I gotta go back out
0: there.
2: Yeah. Eric is a good pick. Dude, he
0: pulls off of what like the mentality and just like the look of a special forces guy so well. Oh yeah. It's just like, man. He belongs in the Tom Clancy verse. He'd be a great
2: <laughs> Um not Jack Ryan, but what's Clark. his name? Clark. Clark, yeah. Um Jared, who's your sixth man?
1: Definitely gonna go with Eric
2: Bana as well. I'm with you. I'm with you as well. I'm gonna shout out the blonde hair, the beautiful um damn it, what's his name? Um from Game of Thrones. Damn it, this joke's not working because oh, I can't remember. Damn who? I can't say his Nicola,
1: name. Nikolai Coffser Waldo. No, his real
2: name, the Game of Thrones <laughs>
1: That was his real name. I know joke. What's, da- uh, what's his name uh what's
2: the name of Game of Thrones?
1: Oh Jamie Lannister? Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Lannister. That's uh, that's
2: that's his I real said, name. I get
1: both names. That's his, his actual name. name.
2: <laughs> Jamie Lannister. He doesn't have an actual Yeah, he
0: he played uh, Gordon, uh, one of the two guys who won the Medal of Honor for uh, for this. Well he's uh, oh, he's my shout-out here because I did not yeah. expect to see no. him in this movie. He he did a real well, good job on it. I don't that's that's a good shout out.
2: Who are you shouting out? Any Jordan?
0: Who sh- shout out? You know what? I am going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with the two sixty gunners. Just I, I felt like they they were a good break in the the movie. That was the two guys that just sort of get left behind a bit, and they have to go and track down where everyone went. Yeah. And yeah, the two sixty gunners, man, they, they were a nice little uh breather moment a lot in the movie.
1: Jared? Um, I gotta go with Um I gotta go with Michael Bay getting nowhere or just Michael Bay getting nowhere near this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Any everyone involved keeping Michael Bay far away from this, I I gotta shout out to them because Michael Bay would have certainly ruined this fucking movie. Oh Well, yeah.
0: if you wanted a movie similar to this that Michael Bay did, uh, we could watch 13 Hours.
1: I'm good. Or we could not watch <laughs> another Michael Bay film unless it's the original Bad Boys. I'm not a hater. Right. I think he not can a make hater. a good movie. I, yes, I am a hater. <laughs> Fuck Michael Bay. I think
2: if you're in the right mood, Michael Bay could be a good time. Um, I
1: said, unless it's The Rock or the original Bad Boys, the first Transformers yeah. is a good, it's
2: a good movie.
1: The, the, you, uh, you, okay, correct that. Dial it back. I thought you were going to say it's a great movie. No, no, not great, but it's a <laughs> Wait, fun. Do not lie to our listeners.
2: Um, hey, any nitpicks with this movie, Yorton? You're the one to have nitpicks here. We're just no, like, no, I really it's don't over.
0: have any nip, nitpicks. They did such a good job. Alright. And I think partly due to the fact that the uh the author of the book was also one of the key writers in the movie. Y'all ready for Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Oh yeah. I have no idea where Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Alright, y'all. So
2: shit i never had this pulled up i'm such a bad host i never had the score pulled up um let me see here who won last week you think i'd figure no one knows it's been that long since we recorded i forgot (laughs) um oh i think jared got it right on the dot right so Is that what happened?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. was that
2: last week? Yeah. Okay. So, Jared, you have 17. Jordan, you have 13. So, Jordan, you go first. What did this movie get in Rotten Tomatoes, and why do you think that?
0: Hmm. That's going to be a tough one to go. I'm just – I feel like this movie probably did do well, especially since it did have some uh, good nominations there on the Oscars. So, I'm just going to go high and go – I'm going to go 90. Okay. He's going ninety. A lot of Oscar
2: buzz, bumping up his score. Jared, what do you got? Um, I'm gonna go eighty. Ninety and eighty. New number for Yorton, that's for sure. Um, okay. This movie had a seventy-six on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. I'm curious what the uh, the Rotten people say about it. Let me see here. A relentless immersion 76? in combat. Not too pleasurable to sit through. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the people who didn't like it were just like, Man, this is too much. You know? That's kind of the, the vibe I'm getting here.
0: So I'm sort of surprised just because it did well in the Os aus- uh, for where you are saying the two nominations it won and the it got nominated for four. Huh.
2: Okay. I mean I think it deserves to be in the eighties at least. Um Roger Ebert I should have pulled this up. He had he gave the movie 4 to 4 stars. He said let me read usually his last paragraph is the best. Films like these are more useful than gung ho capers like *Behind Enemy Lines*. They help audiences understand and sympathize with the actual experiences of combat troops instead of trivializing triv- them into entertainments. Sorry, I had a beer. Um, although the American mission in Somalia was humanitarian, the movie avoids speechmaking and sl- sloganeering. And at one point, discussing why soldiers risk their lives in situations like this, a veteran says, "It's about the man next to you. That's all it is." I think that wraps up pretty well. Um, I didn't do my research. Do you have, uh, the budget for this movie? Yorton? Uh, if not, I got it right here. I'm Googling as I type podcasting y'all. It had, um, a budget of $92 million. I don't know if it was a hit at the box office. I know the DVD sales must've been pretty good and it made 173 million. So it, it doubled pretty much. Um, Jared, I think you and me are both in agreement here and say this is a really good movie, awesome movie, but we don't ever plan on watching it for at least another ten years. Oh, no, it might be another ten years before I watch this movie. Maybe five. I think five is a good like cool down period, but it's not something I'm going to revisit often. Jordan, is. I, I think this is in your hall of fame, huh? Oh yeah,
0: it, yeah. It's definitely in my hall of fame.
2: But I think you watch it differently. You don't. You don't get wrapped up in it you're just like the technical side of it is what attracts you to it right
0: i mean i do get wrapped in it emotionally and everything but yeah i do i do admire the movie a bit because it gets i feel like it's one of the best representation of like modern combat in the and i feel like very few movies get right and that's one of the things i love about this all right, so and it's my turn to pick a movie for next week. My favorite
2: director is Danny Boyle. I love Danny Boyle, even when he misses sometimes. His movies are at least always very cool. Um, He has a certain style. I don't even know how to describe it, but he he can make a Netflix movie into something worth watching. You know, like those Netflix cheap movies they put out. If you give him that script, he can make it something worth you, going to the theater for if you gave him that script i feel like he's just such a good director he can raise the quality of a script um and there's a lot of movies to pick from but i figure let's have some fun let's have let's uh let's let our eyeballs look at something beautiful this, this time we're gonna watch sunshine a little bit of a palette
0: a palate cleanser there well if i
2: wanted to pick a palate cleanser i was gonna pick um okay. yesterday the movie about the like if the Beatles music just disappeared one day and only one guy can remember them. It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But we're going to watch Sunshine. Sunshine is just a, a fun sci-fi movie. And it's really cool. Jared, have you seen Sunshine? Yes, I have. I think it's very good. Yorton, have you seen Sunshine? I think we talked about I've it. I've seen
0: it. It was just more of the way you said like the way you described it, I was like, that's not how I remembered Sunshine, but I really do like Sunshine. I mean, maybe fun's yeah, the wrong not
1: girl, really but,
2: it's but it's a lot of actors, good actors doing good, good stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: it's not really a palate cleanser. <laughs> do y'all want a palate cleanser? Should we switch it up?
0: No, no, I'm I'm good. No, no, no no, 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 no. It's more no, no, the fact that you were, like, making it sound like it's a lighthearted movie or something. Yeah, I like... Sunshine, I'm like... Sunshine's a really good movie, but I wouldn't see
1: it. Remember, they're trying to restart the sun from <laughs> destroying everything. From burning out and destroying everything. <laughs> in, yeah, the, yeah. in the solar system. So I
2: probably uh, built but up hey, the yeah, movie wrong. It, right. I, I built the movie up the wrong way, but hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's still a movie that I've seen. I haven't seen in probably six years, but I, when I first watched it, I probably watched it like five times within two years because it was just like, wow, this would be so cool. It's just a cool movie. Um, I'm excited to rewatch it and see if it holds up. I know it has a lot of... Uh, a lot of people are unhappy with how it the third act goes, but I always thought I liked it. So Cool. So until next time, y'all.